so back in the real world a little bit, like things are slowly, slowly, but getting back to normal. But but there's a trend that's reemerged that I forgot was a thing where when you're out and about and you see people just like roaming around and they're having a call on speakerphone. Are you familiar with the, the pizza phone thing? Uh, is Is this where like people are holding up their phone to their mouth, even though their headphones have a microphone built into them? But it has evolved. So yes, it's it's so it's people who talk into the butt of an iPhone, but they talk into it like it's a slice of New York pizza. Yeah, right, right, right. But to put a 2020s spin on it, this is the part that I find more concerning: is that there are people who will do that, but they're using AirPods. Do you see the flaw in this strategy? Like more so compared to if they were using wired headphones yes insofar as when you're using airpods the microphone on your phone is not doing anything mm-hmm. so they're just talking into their phone for literally no reason but isn't it well that oh so you're saying that they have they have airpods in and the phone is i mean it's a bluetooth connection so therefore it's using the microphones built into the stems of the of the airpods but they're still like they're on a Bravo reality show, they are talking into the bottom of their phone like it's pizza, even though it's it's literally doing nothing. Well, I, I was thinking, even before you brought up AirPods, I was picturing people with, um, what are the wired Apple headphones called? Ear, earbuds? They're called EarPods. And like, it, it's, earpods. A, it's a, like, it was the evolution of like the whole, remember like the iPod silhouette dancers and then that, when the iPhone came out, there was the, the 3.5 jack and then the inline microphone. But yeah, people would still talk into the butt of the phone with the white iPhone cable dangling, even though, again, yeah, the microphones were not involved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that effect is much more pronounced with um, AirPods. I would, I would actually almost say it's more pronounced with EarPods because you can like literally see the microphone that it has on the, the, on the cord. At least I could, I could potentially forgive people if they forget that their airpods have a microphone because it's not something you can physically see like but i mean do they think that like let's say they're using airpods as headphones and then like the their phone is across the room they think they have to (laughs) yell i mean i i don't know well i mean carlos they just think that the studio quality microphones and the and the iphone are so good no no those are (laughs) are those just exclusive to the mac it's it's exclusive to the 16 inch macbook oh i I see okay Mm -hmm. i think they they cascaded that down to the 14 inch but got it anyway it's nice to see people out and about doing weird stuff like that yeah uh, it yeah yeah i mean i mean it's, it's not but it is it's it's nice to see regular life go on and, and that that was something i missed just because you know and, and this was a maskless person which i i mean again more more normalcy but i don't know it, it felt like a moment out of uh an era gone by yeah mm. it, it, it's nice to see those little things because i i i sort of find now that I'm venturing into the world a little bit, um, particularly in places like downtown San Francisco, it, it, there's just sort of, um, it's just, it's such a, it's such a strange vibe at the moment where, Uh, I mean, there there are, you know, there are people, but like, it's just not, it's not what it was. It's it's specifically in the financial district is what I'm talking about. Well, so that, that is specifically my point that this, this data point or this example or anecdote was from, monday and yeah midday i don't know like 12 o'clock uh of kind of the border of the east cut and soma yeah there was there was enough people out there it, it was it was way more than i was expecting people are out getting their 16 dollars salads and doing the pizza phone thing and 
Yeah, I don't know. It, it it's definitely not the like crush of humanity that it used to be, but it's 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 more than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. Slowly, slowly, <sighs> but surely. Although it's not really sure. I don't. I don't know. It's probably not the right use don't, of that expression here. Don't call me Shirley. Mm. <laughs> I've never actually seen that movie. No. Have you? Which movie is that? Uh, that uh, joke is from the movie Airplane. Um. Yes, I have seen Airplane, but it's very, very long time ago. All right. And then one other throwaway thing that I, I don't remember if I put this in the show notes. I think I kind of did, but I didn't explain why I put it in there. I'll send you a link. So this is a smart, this is not something I'm interested in, but there's a thing on, like this this brand has like reach on like Instagram and YouTube. Have you ever seen any of this thing? Mm, uh does it wait actually oh god no uh did, wait did i just do something bad this feels like something actually that would speak to you uh, uh, well like this, this, this feels hmm. like the the uh the transitional evolution <laughs> or what's what's the term we always joke about about decor yeah, yes transitional tr- tr- transitional mm-hmm. yeah but th- this is like a, a, a gaming pc for your walls which is very much not transitional, I would suspect, if you were to ask um the resident design expert in the house I think these would look great on shiplap i'll I'll let you raise that to the lady friend sometime <laughs> I, I, have no, I have no skin in the game, but I've seen this before, and it's it's a thing like where it's so it's smart home stuff. I think there's another brand also called like it's like LifeX or something l i f x um but apparently like these are very well reviewed, but I was looking into this i like not for me, but uh the only reason I bring this up is are you on the page that I sent you uh sorry i I was distracted by the the tab in Chrome is like. It, it, it's it says we heart you yeah well yeah they do um okay anyway sorry i'm um, i'm ve- i'm very it's again it's 2022 i'm very used to companies pretending to have emotions uh while they the whole late stage capitalism thing that all the burn people talk about sure, anyway, so, so I, I am i'm on i think the other main page here so scroll down a little bit down to where you see shapes is is this where i toggle the switch from beast yep. mode to just yep chilling? yep yep yep, okay. yep yeah yeah so that's the thing <laughs> so <laughs> This is when I, I I promptly closed the page, but I did save the URL to bring it up on the show. Sure, I don't. So there's a there's a sh- toggle on this, where again, this is a company that sells like kind of like cheap LED things that I assume connect to your smartphone in some way, and gamers will put them on their walls. But yeah, on the example here, they have a little uh, radio button that allows you to toggle between beast mode and just chilling mm-hmm. with an apostrophe, no no G. What does beast mode mean? I remember that being a thing with the Seattle Seahawks, or was that an adaptation of a gamer term? Can you explain what beast mode means? I don't know if this is like the true origin of it, but yeah, um, Marshawn Lynch, who was a running back for the Seattle Seahawks, his like nickname was was beast mode. I don't I don't exactly know how he got it, but. I don't know if it evolved mm. from something else or what the deal was. I hate the Seahawks, so I, I can't be bothered to look at it. Wait, why? That. I'm a 49ers fan. Well, I mean, but it's all made up. It's like wrestling in that way. <laughs> <laughs> so in this picture, though, is um, is that one absurdly... L- is this what curved screens are? What What is this monitor it's, it's like it's like it's like a six by one aspect ratio. It's two two monitors. 
it's two widescreen monitors that are placed next to one another. Got it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I was looking, I, I was looking for a Hue competitor, or like the, the people had said this was actually good, but I this does not. They're leaning so hard into. Well, actually, they're trying to. They're trying to do two things. They're leaning so hard into the gamer YouTuber aesthetic, but then if you keep scrolling, they also have something called Nano Leaf Home, where it very much seems like an HGTV friendly, like fake bamboo type thing. So I think they're trying to have it both ways, but I'm not sure they're they're succeeding. Yeah, I I am. I have to admit, always somewhat strangely drawn to the pictures on like the Hue website where they have the super mm-hmm. fancy color scenes, which a lot of what's on this page is is reminding me of that. I I do kind of think that would be neat, but would be really really fiddly to set up in a way where it would look remotely close to like what you see in photos so i mean have you ever explored that because i anytime i ever experiment with that because every every i don't have any like the white only bulbs like i I don't i don't have your problem where you have 60 different light fixtures like i think i just have like 14 bulbs across my apartment but anytime i try to experiment with like the the magentas and the purples and like the more interesting shades like it just feels like kind of a like a Halloween haunted house thing. Like I, I've never kind of gotten to the point where like it's on the Hue website, like it photographs well and it seems intriguing, but it always feels weird and like contrived when I've tried it. Yeah, no, that exactly. Like I, I only have two Hue. Well, they're not really even bulbs. They're the the led strips and that those are, those only come in color. And we have those underneath our kitchen cabinets and, you know, occasionally, usually for a holiday or some other special occasion or something, I'll turn on some, you know, dumb color on them. And yeah, it it's like, no matter sort of what I do, they never really look the way that they photograph in, in these, the, yeah. the Hue promotional materials. Um, but like, like, like on this, on the Hue website, like the main website, like this outdoor photo is like, it's, like six different colors it's, going on. It's but, pretty cool. But the people in the in the party look like, and I'm sure, 100% sure this is entirely photoshopped, but they look like they're having a grand old time, but they're not really asking questions of how they decided on this swatch of colors. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I just can't imagine inviting somebody over and then having a straight face about like, well, yeah, of course the room's purple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, that, that's, uh, that was mostly it. So that, that was two, uh, random offline links, but I'm going to close. I, I understand that they heart me, but I'm going to close this nano leaf tab. Yeah, me too. Um, all right, let's keep this a tight show. We were off last week, but we will just churn and burn and bring people up to date. Cause, uh, and I think this will be a quick one because most of the week of the news of the past two weeks was super dumb. Mm-hmm. One thing in particular, and we might get to it. I don't know. Um, actually, Oh, this one's me. Um, I finally, wait, I don't know if I had resisted updating to 15.4 or I just forgot that this was a feature. Uh, but the, um, 
the face ID with a mask thing. I think you talked about this either offline, online, or on the show itself. Um, it's interesting. Um, you had had positive feelings about it, I think, because you said that, or maybe this was on a show or something, because I remember Jason was very adamant about uh, a a certain episode of Connected being very good. So this may have been you. This may have been it, literally. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't me. Where the advantage to using Face ID with a mask versus the Apple Watch unlock was, was twofold. That one, you don't get the... And this is the one thing that does annoy me about the, the Apple Watch component of it. And it shouldn't because it's, it's, it's a good functional feature. But the thing of when you are wearing a mask and your phone is unlocked with your watch and you get that very 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 pronounced like hey your watch unlocked your phone thing which is which is a good safety feature but because i do that 150 times a day it it, it gets a little annoying so the the advantage the stated advantage was that if you use if you enable the face id with a mask feature um it will obviate that and i have not found that to entirely be the case but there are sometimes when it just unlocks and it does it's not leaning on the apple watch component but the other advantage so in case you haven't used this that i would uh, advise that it's worth it for is that apple watch unlock when you're wearing a mask does not work for like third-party things like you can't uh, unlock one password while wearing a mask using the watch but if you train an iphone 12 or later using the new 15.4 feature it does so the success rate on it has not been that reliable for me but it usually works eventually using like the three attempts you get before it says no enter your password yeah so i i I think i did mention when we talked a couple of weeks ago the the benefit of using it over the apple watch unlock i i actually disabled the apple watch unlock once i enabled face id with mask support to avoid this that exact situation where my phone would try to unlock with my watch when what i really wanted it to do was unlock with face id so i actually have that turned off now i might experiment with that because i but there's a couple other byproducts here like it, yeah, it the success rate is, is not that high i it it is seems to be slower it, um it is it is slower for sure at least in my experience and i would say probably at, at least half of the time probably even more when i go to do it the first message i get is based something like look down correct that so, that is what i was gonna bring up where where a lot of times like it will not it's not even that it like try again or maybe swipe up again it says look down at your phone and I'm already like, I'm already looking down. So therefore like I have to do like this kind of exaggerated, like it, looking it, down, like where I'm exactly. basically just like looking down at my shoes. Like it, I, it's, it, there's, there's that. And then the other thing that I ran into just the other day is that it doesn't work with both a mask and sunglasses unless you separately train it with the pair of sunglasses that you intend to use with your mask, which at the time I had tried to do this, I had not done. So I like when I, <laughs> when I went to go use face ID with a mask, I didn't, you know, have to like lift up my sunglasses. 
um, and then put them back on. And actually, I actually still haven't gone through that setup process. I should do that. But so yeah, it's, it's a little, it's a little fiddly, but I'm, I'm overall, I'm glad to have it. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I, I only have two pairs of like reading or like regular read, like glasses, glasses. And I, I paired both of those and did, I'm not sure it seems like a big success rate. Like, cause I will generally take the, the vision cause I'm not a contacts person and my, my prescription is not strong whatsoever, but like, I will take the reading ability hit versus like dealing with the foggy mask thing. So I haven't had a ton of experience with that, but the, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I might experiment with the Apple watch, like just turning off the Apple watch thing and just seeing if I run up against that wall because, but the, because the reason I wanted to bring this up was when mask wearing became important, I, and I'm, I feel comfortable sharing this because it's no longer applicable. My iPhone security went down a lot because I changed from a strong, strongish alphanumeric password to a fairly simple six-digit code. And I'm sure you weren't the only one. So yeah, so now with this, I have bumped back up to a, a, a pretty strong password because I'm having to enter it a couple of times a day instead of like 40 times a day. Right. So anyway, neat feature. I, I don't like the one thing that I, I, I hate the grousing about is people are like, Oh, it should have come out six. Like just go, go or like go away. I, I don't like the whole, well, this, this is useless now because the pandemic's over. over. Like <laughs> I, I think this is because I'm somebody who I, I do. I don't want to get too far in the future with this, but I, I do think like dream cold and flu season and stuff like if i'm on a dense public transit thing like i don't i i i do think i'm happy the seal is broken on yeah. mask wearing for sure or like if like i don't know something like do you ever have the thing where like you're like back in the old days like pre-pandemic like you have to go to the walgreens or to safeway because you need like day because you're feeling horrible right like i'd very much like to not be spreading germs while i'm doing that that's very polite of you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, darn right. Mm -hmm. Anyway, neat feature. Yeah, um, happy yeah. it's there. Um, yeah, and I I really like the um, the iconography. Like I, I like the, the the icon of the face ID dude with a mask. I I think it it's it has more personality than most Apple stuff for in a long time has had. I agree, and I I do think it's really neat that you set it up without actually wearing a mask. I found that to be wait. Do you? I, I yeah, remember. It, it, it's, it specifically tells you in the setup you do not need to be wearing a mask during the setup process. Interesting. Oh, oh no, I remember putting one on proactively before I even started the I, setup, and then it was like, hey, take off your mask, dummy. I was like, <laughs> well, I mean, but that feels, that feels counterintuitive. How dare you? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I thought that was kind of neat. Although... As, as nice as this is to have, and I, I'm with you, I'm, I'm glad to have it, I, I still would love an iPhone that had both Face ID and Touch ID. That, oh, most, most that, definitely. I think that makes so much sense. But Well, because the reason why I would like that is that it would allow them slash, like, like allowing there to be a toggle for much like higher or a higher threshold slash lower tolerances of not recognizing you because like if it's having a, a difficulty with like face ID, 
it would just be like, hey, like to shimmy your finger onto the power yeah, button. Yeah. And like, then wouldn't, wouldn't that it'd be, be much stronger. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. But the reason why I wouldn't want that to be the only method, and I'm, I was somebody who was a holdover because I didn't like Face ID for a long time. I, like, I, th- I sat out the iPhone 10 generation and stuck with my iPhone 8 for a while. I absolutely, I have, I have two iPad Airs. I hate Touch ID or Touch ID on the iPad. It does not Touch ID and the power button on an iPad is is a very bad idea, and it's very not functional at all. So I I feel like they would have to do a better job with that because Touch ID on the home button makes perfect sense, and it's a very logical and large like touch target. But on the iPad, no, it's so like so frequently I will try to unlock the iPad. And then right as it unlocks, I will have locked the screen. Like, cause I'll just somehow <laughs> oh, yeah. like, because yeah. like just when you're, when I'm about to remove my finger, I accidentally click it and then it's like, and then swears will happen and then <laughs> it'll, you just do it over again. Yeah. I, I, I hadn't thought about that before, but that, that makes sense. Well, because the problem is, so you, you, so you click the, you click, you click the power button on an iPad air and then you rest your finger on the home button. But if you don't do it long enough, it'll tell you, Hey, rest it. And then it switches to a thing that says, keep holding or like keep resting to unlock the screen and like eight out of 10 times I will do it wrong. Yeah. Or, or, um, four out of five, if I learn how to reduce fractions, um, (laughs) uh, uh, you got a new computer. I did. Yeah. New, uh, new work machine. I'm, uh, I'm part of the, the cool kid Apple Silicon club now. Yeah. Did you pay your notch dues? <laughs> I, I think I think because it's a work machine, it's exempt from that. I don't have a good joke. <laughs> um, all right, so you previously had like a 2018 16-inch MacBook Pro. Did, did you get it? Did you have a 15.4 or a 16? Because remember how they did kind of that weird refresh, right? Like of the of the bigger. MacBook Pro before they went Apple Silicon. Exactly. So I believe my laptop was the last revision they did prior to the the update where they, you know, shrank the bezels and made it 16 inches. So okay. my, mine was still a well actually here I can Yours was yours was still very much a butterfly keyboard then. Oh yeah. So it's it's a 15 inch 2018. Yeah, yeah, MacBook yeah. Pro. So yeah, okay. but butterfly keyboard, you know, touch bar, the the that whole thing. I mean, do you miss the enhanced ergonomics of that low key travel? <laughs> you know, I I I can't say that I do. I mean, I'm I'm one of the lucky ones where um you know, I I've I had that computer for uh well over 3 years and I actually never had any sort of um like trouble but, with the keyboard but like, you I didn't have also feeling or anything but you also fairly extensively or probably like 80 percent of the time we're using an external keyboard oh if, yeah if, if not more <laughs> yeah so, so that should be on the box it worked if you didn't use it yeah pretty much right um yeah but that's 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 cool so i i guess like so just broadly the stuff that everybody's like t- talked about to death but like kind of thoughts on the notch thoughts on the screen thoughts on the keyboard the, like non Apple yeah. Silicon. Well, yeah, actually, well, actually, I kind of want to do the Apple Silicon stuff first, maybe really fast. Sure. Um, I can't say I've noticed anything like dramatically. I, I can't say I've noticed anything being like dramatically faster or anything yet. 
You don't notice like you open Excel and it takes one and a half bounces instead of like five. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I guess a little bit, but I, I there has, I mean, I, I mean, I've had it for less than a week, so I have, I haven't done a lot of stuff on it yet, but you know, there hasn't been anything that I've been like totally blown away by yet, and just in terms of speed, like, have you had a chance to use it mobily? Because I think one of the big things is, is noticing how little the battery drains well, is when you're using it in, in, a, in a non-plugged-in capacity. Yeah, so I was in the backyard yesterday to, uh, to bring a offline, uh, yeah, offline conversation online. Um, I, we had a new water heater installed yesterday, so I was working in the backyard for the majority of the day. And yeah, the things the things that I noticed are the things that, you know, lots of people have pointed out, which is, you know, battery life is really solid. The fan never comes on and it runs incredibly cool compared mm-hmm. to any previous laptop I've had. And I, and I was just sitting on a chair outside with the, the laptop, you know, like literally on my lap and, you know, never noticed the fan and it never got hot. So that that's pretty neat. So even though I haven't noticed a ton of like performance stuff yet with apple silicon I've, I've definitely noticed it running cool and quiet which is super nice quick question with your uh like docked like desk setup did you make any adjustments to incorporate magsafe or do you are you still solely usb-c charging it just did, to not muck with your setup just usb-c for now but um at this this desk needs a little bit of tidying up at some point so we'll see if i make any updates there but yeah for now it's just USB-C because i have the, this dell monitor that i that i have in here is a USB-C monitor so it you know it it powers powers any USB-C or thunderbolt laptop and then does video of course so i i just have it connected to that hmm. um but yeah i mean the the notch the notch i don't know i i don't find that to be big deal i think i think it is nice having the the menu bar basically tucked up into the the corners it really does feel like it then gives you quite a bit of extra room on the screen um the screen itself is i mean beautiful like that's probably one of the things i noticed first was just how bright and vibrant this the screen was that that's that's really really impressive um and and the keyboard is you know it's it's great. It's what the it's what the keyboard on the MacBook Pro should have been the past, you know, seven years. Having function keys back is great. The the feel of the keys is really nice. Um, <laughs> uh, do you remember when they announced the original or what, like the the MacBook Pro redesign, and they talked about it was inspired by mechanical keyboards and has a similar feel? Do you would as as a somebody who went through you experimented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had an experimental phase with mechanical keyboards. Would you say that's accurate? No, I would not. Um, but I would say the keyboard's really nice. I wouldn't call it a mechanical keyboard, but it but it feels really nice. Mm. Um, the the Touch ID button is so much nicer than the the weird Touch ID thing on the on the Touch Bar on my old laptop. Yeah. Um, you know, having having the ports back is really nice. MagSafe is nice. Um, it's a, it's a beefy computer and I, and I, it's not, I don't really mean that in a bad way at all. Really? Like I actually, I, I kind of, I kind of like, it's, it's almost like with, with, you know, iPhones over the years have kind of like 
less so in more recent years, but like in earlier years, like remember how, what was it? It was like the, um, it was like the iPhone five or six. I think, I think it was the five got like weirdly light where it's like to the point where it felt mm-hmm. kind of like, well, because flimsy. it was what there were two generations of glass iPhones that had a, a density to them. That was very, when, when you went to the iPhone five with its chamfered edges and the aluminum back, it it did get like well there were two things like the screen got taller it was a four inch display and then yeah it it definitely got lighter and it was it was a, it was a, but I I I feel like you were saying that you felt that was maybe less premium yeah but then and then when the I guess it was maybe the iPhone six then where it, it got kind of heavy kind like you know like remember like the iPhone four was like really yeah, solid no I disagree it, it was dense because it was two sheets of glass. But it, I, I would disagree with solid, but it definitely felt denser. Well, okay. Just like the Pro, the 13 Pro Max is basically a, a brick that you can make a phone call on. Yeah. It's a very dense phone. Yeah. Well, and that's that's sort of how I would describe these new MacBook Pros. They're very well dense, and I, so I kind of like it. There's a quick point of order on that. The th- the one that you used to have, the 15 point, the 15 inch 2018 one, that one was a Four is it was four point eight pounds. Wait, no. Wait, go back. Command F. Wait, it was four point zero two pounds. The M one Max based Mac Pro is four point eight pounds. So it did got almost a full pound heavier. Yeah, oh yeah, and it 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 feels that way for sure. Yeah. And um, you you weren't an old Mac uh, Mac user, but yeah, the, the nice thing about this one is it, it yeah it feels like a PowerBook G4. It's it's got a like just the the non um like it's not excessively rounded and tapered like every other recent Apple laptop, which which is nice. Yeah, it's it's um it it it's a really really solid machine. Um, still, yeah, still need to kind of get some better examples of it being a lot faster than, I mean, you know, my, what is, so this, this old, I mean, this, this, you know, this other laptop I was using was a, you know, 2.9 gigahertz i9. So it was a pretty, it was a pretty well spec machine. So, you know, I was, I guess I was coming from a, a relatively fast machine, at least at the time. Uh, did you ever consider using that laptop as a makeshift water heater? <laughs> just, just open up Chrome and then that fixes your problem. Yeah, well, I mean, that was so that that's 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 been the thing on this old laptop is like the the fan really comes on super frequently. I've had a service recommended warning on my battery for a really long time. <laughs> um, After just three years, interesting. <laughs> um, although the batteries like. The battery, well, it, it doesn't really last that long. If I'm being honest, it's it's okay. But um, the nice thing is being plugged in all the time is probably not great for it. Probably not. No. Um, what was the other thing related to this? Um, oh, have you had the opportunity to do any like um? Because at your at your desk, you have an actual standalone webcam, right? Correct. Yeah, but what uh, I I have found that the webcam on the Mac Pro is dramatically better. Oh, it is. Have yeah. you had a, Have you had a chance to do I, any using the internal camera? J- just just to play around with it when I was kind of first setting it up, I I compared it 
between um, my standalone Logitech webcam and um, the built-in camera. And the, the difference between the two is much smaller than the difference between the webcam and my old laptop. And it the, the, the Logitech camera is still quite a bit better, but um, the, yeah, that, that difference is a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the speakers, the speakers are okay. Studio oh, quality studio is not, quality. <laughs> not the, uh, not the first phrase that comes to mind. And well, I, I haven't say what kind of studio it was. <laughs> and I haven't really, like, I haven't recorded myself with the microphones or anything. So I, I can't really speak, speak to those. The one thing that I would say is that I, I found that, um, like the isolation of like how well other people can hear you is definitely better Hmm. like in terms of like recording a podcast or or anything like that i I would say that's probably a tall tale but in terms of eliminating background noise and hum and people being able to hear you clearly even if you kind of like i i have a tendency to like kind of like shift and move around and not always be in the same place with a laptop or be of like somebody who fidgets and that um nobody nobody's ever had trouble hearing me so yeah i I always i always have my airpods in when i'm on video call so i'm you know oh yeah so I'm u- using those as a microphone and it, on the occasion where for whatever reason, I don't feel like using my AirPods, um, I'll usually switch over to the microphone that's built into the Logitech webcam. And those are, those are pretty good. So have you considered holding the laptop like a piece of pizza? <laughs> have not, have not considered that it probably like a fresh piece of pizza would, would burn my hand. So uh one last bit have you left the house with it just because i i I have multiple bags that were made for a 13 inch macbook pro and the dimensions on the 14 inch are enough where it's a much snugger fit in a bag have you had a chance to try that out i've yes i have i've i've put the 16 inch macbook pro into two different backpacks that I was previously using my 15 inch laptop in and which, you know, will say, Hey, these are for, you know, 15 inch laptops and smaller, including the, uh, the peak design backpack that we've talked a bunch on the show about. Mm-hmm. And no, I, I've, I found that it, it fits just fine. Hmm. Interesting. Well, cool. Congrats. Yeah. Thanks. No, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Um, I guess I was, I was kind of hoping to be a little more blown away by some speed stuff, but, um, I haven't. I guess I haven't really truly put it through its paces yet. So maybe more to come on that. The um, yeah. I mean, well, the the instant on stuff's kind of nice. Like waking, waking from sleep. I remember. Yeah, I remember when when I got mine. I sent you a a video. Like, no, that's the thing. Where and that's something that has not worn off. That even though I've had it for like five months now, it never doesn't. Like you, you open the lid, and you know, on like the Intel Max. Sometimes it would wake up almost immediately. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it would just be like five, like because I'm not one of those people that presses a key, like just to be like, "Hey, wake up!" Because it, it it knows it's supposed to turn on. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it would wake up in half a second. Sometimes it would take like six, right? And you're not really sure why. Yeah. But on the new ones, yeah, oh, always instant on. Yeah. And that in the in that you're right, like the Touch ID key being much like it's just yeah, it always does what it's supposed to do. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah, I I I've, I've played around with a couple of big bigger bigger spreadsheets and stuff and i i I can't say i've noticed any dramatic differences there yet but have you is that the computer you use lightroom on or like your old macbook pro 
uh yeah so i i haven't installed i have not installed lightroom on it so that'll that'll be a big test yeah let me know how that goes yeah have you you've still not done it on yours nope and also the studio display talk about a throwback thing um if (laughs) it's it's because i'm nostalgic for bad webcams um that is still not available to buy anywhere so therefore no i i I still yeah i I thought you're I thought your optimism about being able to find the display was a bit misplaced, given well, some of the stuff the, I'd been hearing. Well, but there's no like customization options on it, so therefore, like, I didn't feel like it was going to be an issue. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I am I actually one of these gaming monitors. I um I went into um I went into an Apple store this weekend, and they they had the um studio display and the Mac Studio set up. Mm-hmm. Was it the Red Spectrum one? I uh, know it was actually um yeah your your Apple store. <laughs> oh mine okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the the Mac Studio is very large, mm-hmm. much much bigger in person than than you'd expect it to be, and the the studio display is is kind of eh. I don't know. I was it looks small. I don't know. I I, it's, I guess it's just because the bezels are kind of narrow. But does. Uh, sorry uh, since apparently it's now mine does my apple store have a, a pro display xdr on it like did you have that for a point of they, comparison is, i actually i wasn't in there very long but i did kind of look around and i i did not see a pro display xdr i was thinking like oh like would a 32 inch display kind of make it feel diminutive because I, I know every apple store has like like literally like 15 24 inch imax on this oh yeah no it didn't it didn't really have any other like displays next to it um i don't know just for some mm. reason it seemed kind of small and just kind of kind of boring i don't know well it is that's the whole point of it yeah i don't know i i was like yeah but there's no other options yeah i know I, I i listened to the whole atp thing about 4k versus 5k and i i don't know i <laughs> I, I still I certainly don't didn't. i i i you know, I don't get it for for people who you know it's the swear native. by the pixel density of five k. Like you know, good on you. I'm happy. I'm happy. It makes you happy. But <laughs> well, you're you're acting like it's a weird choice. It's not. It, it's the well, no, I'm not saying it's. A, I don't think it's a weird choice. I think it's a, a bit of a. That's the correct choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's because it's like the thing of like. Uh, uh, I, it did 220 pixels or whatever it is versus like 160 like it, it's just it's just nicer i don't know and i mean i i you know i i regularly throughout the day go back and forth between my laptop screen which is you know what apple would define as a retina display with its pixel density and do this. you adjust the like you know there's that little slider that says like best for display and more space or less space do mm-hmm. you adjust that or is it in the middle where it's like because because then you are getting a fuzzier if you if you make any alterations to that you get a fuzzier I, I don't make any alterations to that okay no. all right um so yeah I, i'm i'm regularly switching between my laptop screen and this dell 4k screen and I, I, you know, I never go to look at this Dell screen and go, oh God, look at the grainy pixels, you know, and I sit, I sit very close to it, probably closer to it than one of those like ergonomic specialists would recommend that I do. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, and you know, I'm sure it'd be one of those things where if <laughs> somehow I had a studio display were, were to just show up here and I were to start using that. 
And I, if I used it for long enough, I'm sure going back to a 4K screen, maybe, maybe I would then notice the difference. But, you know, at least going back and forth between this and my, my laptop display, I, I can't say I notice any difference. Okay. But Fair. glad it makes you happy. I mean, I don't have one yet. <laughs> um, anyway, it's fine. So can't you like uh, wait for like for you and the the Lightroom thing like can't like can't you install Lightroom on your laptop now knowing that you know knowing yeah, that it's installed I just don't use that what's that I have it installed I just don't use well that. but like can't you use it now because like you I mean you know that your desktop's going to get replaced here semi soon so yeah but I have all these photos that I have from a, a recent vacation that I don't that I just don't want to edit. But I, I I don't know I don't want that to be excuse, I don't know I'm just I'm feeling very unmotivated uh, this week I don't know hmm. um yeah uh yeah is there any other Mac oh and it, and it oh and it's it's kind of like it's a little novel to be able to install some iPhone and iPad apps on the um on can your you laptop na- I, I can you name any that are I do you th- do you I think there, overcast do you yeah. think there are any that you will actually use after you've tried it. Uh, overcast probably or hold hold on weren't you the one that gave me so much grief about like wanting a mac native podcast app forever well but th- this isn't a mac native podcast app this is just literally <laughs> like the the ipad app running on my my laptop i think that is not that is not a compelling argument at all what well, is because asking a developer to make a mac specific podcast app i think is kind of silly but if you can just flip a switch and have your existing, you know, run, iPad run, app run, sure. Run in a very mediocre way on a Mac that's somehow less controversial. Mm. Well, I just I don't know. I just don't I just don't think it's like super, super necessary. But well, that's why you're the professional mm. and you're also an overcast user and I am not except for the clipping feature. Apparently, Overcast got a fairly substantive redesign. It did. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts? Um, it hasn't. It hasn't in any way changed the way that I use Overcast, but it it does look nicer. It looks it looks more modern now. But I functionality wise, it's it seems basically the same to me. Well, that's the thing where they didn't, uh, or they. Marco didn't, um, he mentioned that his, his whole, the, the first wave of the redesign is that it was mostly cleaning up the, like the podcast, like directory or like the listing and the playlist, like the, like the, how you choose an episode stuff and that adjustments to the now playing screen and like all the other parts of the apps are forthcoming. Mm-hmm. I, so I, I played around with it a little bit and I've always found Overcast to be a very, ugly application like I, I don't think like the how you select an episode part has ever looked good this one looks slightly better i, I don't i don't know i still i'm still waiting for somebody to make a podcast app that allows you to have categories for podcasts instead of just playlists and i feel like that would be a very valuable feature but yeah you you, you could do that in overcast but you, you would have to well, I, manually I, my, figure out those categories. My, my main thing is I just want to have a thing where somebody recommends a podcast to me and I can just hit subscribe, but it doesn't like me waiting to listen to that 
isn't cluttering up the rest of the app. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. I feel I feel like that's that's low hanging fruit. And there's like there's an app called Castro that I think is sort of better made for that. I don't know. You could. I mean, you could. Pr- I I don't really play around with playlists or smart playlists in Overcast, but you probably could set it up where you create like a smart playlist to have any newly downloaded shows like default into that and then you can move them over like when you're ready to listen i don't know you could do something like that maybe it's it's mostly that i want those to be out of sight where it's more that like i'm i don't want to listen to my regular stuff and i want to be like oh here's that stuff that somebody recommended to me but it's not like staring me in the face and has a badge that says like 16 unlistened to episodes while I just want to go find you, marketplace you can, or upgrade. You can do that in Overcast, but probably just not in like the an automated way that you're looking for. Yeah. Um but yeah, and have you uh, did it change how it functions in the watch or is that all? I mean, that, that's that all seems exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. But overall thumbs down or sorry, thumbs up, yeah. sideways thumb, thumbs down. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's a, a thumbs up in the sense that it it looks nice, but I, like hasn't I, really moved the needle. It, no, I mean, I I liked Overcast before and continue to like Overcast. So, <laughs> okay, there you go. All right, a couple of Bay Area specific things. So we talked about this uh, online offline uh, that there was a place in the dog patch uh, named uh, called Magnolia Brewing that closed down. There is there was originally a location in the Hate and uh, they expanded, and then they. Uh, contracted but uh that spot is now going to be replaced by a very large version of the suvla oh i i missed that was the location i see yeah it's a good spot um yeah it's gonna be replaced by a, a larger than usual suvla location um suvla is the fast casual local san francisco based uh greek chain that has delicious lamb salads and wraps and they also have uh so if you ever go there you get yourself um a lamb salad with feta cheese and you get yourself potatoes two ways they have greek fries and they also have juicy potatoes which are diced fingerling potatoes uh drenched in the uh lamb fat from the lamb salad and it's horribly unhealthy and it's delicious but this specific restaurant that's coming to the dog patch will also have uh, a lot of seating and will also have an integrated wine bar. So I think this this is a very very um pleasant development. Yeah. So if you if you don't quite have the Miller and Lux money, if you if you're not really rolling in <laughs> if if you're not again, Ryan can afford to do that because he gets so much money from this program. Mm-hmm. But if you if you're maybe a couple notches down from that, you know, is spending yourself thirty dollars to get the aforementioned uh fries two ways and in the Greek salad, you're gonna have a grand old time for thirty bucks. And uh yeah, you should do that. Uh, <sighs> when is this supposed to open? I have no idea. Hmm. Um this was a while ago. Uh dun, 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 dun. S- what? It's expected oh. to open uh, I, it says August, but I don't know if that's in reference to this location or the one that they're opening in Marin. Yeah, I don't. Oh, know. I, I, think, I, think, I, I think this. I think the August is references to this one. Oh, cool. 
I was scrolling pretty quickly through this, and then do you see where it says seventy five dollars in the middle? Yeah, I scrolled through that and I and I read that as seventy five dollar mega Oreos, and I was like, I I that did, seems I did too. I'm like that seems like very much what a if, San Francisco thing. So and that would have very much piqued my interest. <laughs> so no, no mega Oreos. I don't think Oreos are uh, a they're not Greek. quintessential Greek food. Mm. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm I'm excited for this. I'm excited for San Francisco to get a uh, a nicer square pie, guys. I'm I'm very excited about moving back to the city. So yeah, I'm excited for you. Um, and then another one. Uh, well, so this first happened in New York, but Uber. Uh, I'm not sure if they still get that. It's been it's been a very long time since we've talked about Uber on the show. I don't know if they still get the designation of Cactus of Society. I still haven't watched the showtime series that mike isaac friend of the show has i haven't either but i suspect if we did we that would renew uh that would renew our feelings about them being the cactus of society we might uh, we might need to just because better saul better saul call better call saul is still it's august it's no ways away no it's it carlos it's out in a week and a half why are you not telling me these things oh my god you don't listen to the show it, I don't. So, so, so you know how it works. You just put something on my calendar, and then I initially get mad at it, and then I then I'm happy it's there. Um, April April 18th that comes back. So it's I don't it's, have a TiVo uh, anymore, <laughs> and the Xfinity Stream app is never coming. I know. Um, okay, it'll fall off a truck. I still pay for cable. Don't judge me. <laughs> um, yeah, week week from Monday. Interesting, but they rem- remind me. What are they doing? Are they doing a, a Mad Men? They're doing a like a six and seven. What oh my god, we literally talked about all this. Um, it's they, been so long. They're so they're doing um, some number of episodes for like between it's... now and the beginning of June, whatever that ends up being, and then they're taking like a six week break and then coming back and finishing. So, I feel like you you should trademark that some number of episodes is basically like saying people familiar with the matter that that people familiar with the matter yeah that means nothing I like it okay anyway so Uber in New York they struck a deal about two weeks ago where um traditional or like I don't know what the term would be like legacy taxi cabs are now going to be like integrated into the app where you can like this is like another instead of like choosing like uber x uber something uber black um you can then choose just a regular taxi which is kind of neat and uh that is now expanding to san francisco as well which is i think good well i mean why not more transit choices like i'm never i have never installed the uh san francisco has a couple of them but the ones made by the um taxi fleets i think there's one called yo taxi and one called flywheel i have never installed either but i mean yeah that's good yeah more 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 choice hopefully keeps prices stable and cool yeah agreed yeah um what else do we have? I feel like talking about turning red is an offline conversation. Okay. I feel like my opinion is probably more positive than yours. I I, I thought it... I don't think you had a negative opinion of it. No, not I, negative, but I, no. But I think... Uh, I don't think it... Well, sorry, just briefly. Uh, 
Turning Red is a movie about Darth. No, no. But it, but it's on Disney Plus, and um, it's been not controversial, but it's it, but it's had some widely varying opinions and and feedback on well, it. It's had a lot of it's had some some dumb opinions. Yeah. Oh, most 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 definitely. <laughs> what, what 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 good media it hasn't? <laughs> I liked it. It did. I wasn't expecting a cry moment. It got it got a slightly teary moment from me. Interesting. And, I want I want to hear that offline. Yeah, but I, I I feel like for me it's it doesn't. I'm happy I watched it. I was not expecting a Canadian movie. Mm, yeah, right. I I do like. I forget what the um. I did. I forgot what they named the Rogers Center. But like there were there were a lot of Canadian elements to me that immediately stuck out and that I recognized. But I was not expecting to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I I would say the one thing is that I don't think it. It's a story that has a lot of rewatch value, not not value, but that yeah. I mean, it's a story that once you've you you've consumed it and you appreciate it, but I I don't think it had enough kind of like cutesy elements that that makes it something that you're gonna you're gonna throw on all the time. Like I I feel like Inside Out was it has more like it's got Bing Bong and it's got it's got other stuff where there's it's it's more of a Maybe a Saturday afternoon rewatch movie. Anyway, I I, I liked it, and it it, it it looked very nice in 4K. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. No, I I I liked it as well. But you know, if if we were updating our um Pixar power rankings, which I I think mm-hmm. we we did on this show like years ago, mm-hmm. um, it you know it would be, you know, it it'd be down the list somewhere. There's there's a there's a lot of Pixar movies I would put above it. Yeah, I do. Which is, you do know, I mean, I, Pixar makes a lot of good movies, so it's that's not necessarily mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm not, I'm not hating on Turning Red, but can I can I make a controversial statement? Mm. I, I feel like kind of I kind of hate all the Toy Story movies. I don't I they they have not aged well, and and the fact that it isn't Toy Story four coming out next year or something. Toy Story four has been out for years. What? No, there's another Toy Story then. Uh, I, I think four. I think there's always, there's like always a rumor that Pixar's working on another Toy Story movie. But yeah, Toy Story four came out a while ago. Nope, Toy Story four, uh, Toy Story five is coming out in 2023. Oh, does it actually have like a date? Okay, there you go. Yeah, um, um, I yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care for Toy Story. I don't know. It's 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 not a terribly good movie. I like Tom Hanks. I, Tim Allen has become increasingly problematic. Can, and so can can I can I maybe um speculate a little bit on why maybe you have fallen out of favor with toy story because i think it's kind of the reason maybe i have a little bit too sure like even though i don't think turning red is a perfect movie the one of the things i do love most about it is how incredibly original and thoughtful Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. and that you know i've like I feel that way about a lot of Pixar movies. Soul was that way times a thousand. Inside Out was as well. Um, it feels like when Pixar does a Toy Story movie now, it's like, ah, oh, you, you you made another one of these instead of making another one of your like really cool original movies. So it just kind of feels like, ah, oh, like well, yeah, you, but- you 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 kind of like you wasted this slot on something that you could have done something else with. Well, but that's the whole Disney mo. Is that it's like there are no original ideas in Hollywood. They just keep churning out a bunch of Marvel crap, and like there's that's why they're like there's the Avengers four. Like there's just like there's so much like 
hey, can we put explosions on screen and recycle the characters and franchises that are easy to merchandise and that people will show up for? And it is what it is. Like, and that's, yeah. Like, I mean, again, like Inside Out, what, like it's a really good movie. And honestly, it it depends on the day, but Ratatouille, Wally, and Inside Out are they're they're they 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 they're sliding all over the place and they're doing they're jockeying for the number one. Right, okay, I, I forget that we were so closely aligned on Ratatouille and Wally. Ratatouille is a fucking great. Oh, movie. It, oh, I, I I will not I will not stand for any any differing opinion on Ratatouille. Ratatouille like that's one I don't want them to make a sequel for it, but I feel like there's a lot there that they could. Mm. Like if 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 the choice is them making. Fucking like Finding Nemo three or something. Like also the Finding Dory movie. No, no. But like I mean, yeah, there's more meat on that bone to bring up on Arrested Development thing. But yeah, uh, but no, but but yeah, Turning Red was good. Like I, 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 I I understand the discussions that it fosters, and and a lot a lot of them are dumb and not nuanced and are coded ways of people saying other shit to deal with other stuff in their lives. But I thought it was different and good. But yeah, I, I just don't, I don't know why. I, I felt like I'm happy I watched it and I think it was a good, it was good overall, but I just, it doesn't have kind of like, I must see that moment again. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And now I know it would look like if Darth twerked and that's kind of upsetting to me and I, I, I don't know why. <laughs> All right. Um, we're not going to talk about the Elon Musk thing. No. I, 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 I don't want to, and I think that's. I don't think it actually matters that much, but I, but I just. Okay. Um. Oh, keeping going with the Hollywood thing. The Oscars happened last weekend, maybe. Sure. Uh. Sure. Yeah. Or two. Wait, I think it was this. I think it was last Sunday. I don't think it actually has been that. Wait, no, no. Um, I th- I've been here. No, I've been here about the Will Smith thing for it, a long yeah, time. Yeah, it, it wasn't last weekend, but the weekend before. I think. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I wanted, I and just to be a wet blanket, that Coda movie. So, I there's been this race for ever. What what was the first? Do you happen to know off the top of your head which Netflix movie was like the first one that they really really hoped would win an oscar was it called roma I, I don't know if roma was the first one but it's 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 the one that first comes to mind because i know there was also like the irishman there was a movie called the mank there were a few that i think did get oscar contention but but the thing with the undertone was always or like the undercurrent of all these stories was that all these tech newcomers really want awards like and, and mostly like not just like that like because netflix has been cleaning up at the emmys for quite a while just because they have so much money to throw at content and like that's just what they're gonna do but movies had always been kind of a weird spot where like netflix made that what was it called bright not, not to bring up will smith again but um it, that was that movie bright that was very bad but based off just the fact that everybody has netflix it was actually like watched by a lot of people I don't know. There's been this story of like who's going to be the first one that's like a big contender at at the Oscars, and Apple TV Plus won Best Picture because of a movie called Coda, which features an all deaf cast. Is that the thing? Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, uh, 
and or I, most mostly deaf cast. I think one of the main yeah. characters is not deaf, but but yeah, yeah. But the problem I have with this is that all Apple did was pay for a movie. Like I I I guess I just think that this. I don't think even if they made the movie themselves, it actually matters. Like a- Apple is just a, a com- is is a large bank account that has a streaming service that funds projects. Like Tim Tim Cook and Eddie Q were not giving notes on how this movie would come out. Like they bought the distribution rights to a movie that, depending on who you ask, was is either an amazing movie, a, a trail a trailblazing movie, or just an okay movie. But like the whole tech angle about apple was the first to 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 win an uh academy or uh is it the academy award yeah an academy award for this movie where they didn't actually they didn't they didn't do anything like the, the movie was done and made all they were was a vehicle to get it out to the public and they spent 25 million dollars to do that i just don't think that's that remarkable uh, i don't know uh, i very very soft agree i mean i th- i think but i mean, just they, the 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 final product was done well so and if they hadn't bought it and distributed it somebody else would have so so a, a few things so uh, upgrade had a good conversation about this um at last week i guess um i mean th- this is this is how a lot of movies go where they they get made and then someone comes and buys them to then widely distribute them it's just we normally don't really even talk about that like when a movie wins best picture we you know we never go oh hey you know paramount won best picture or sony won best picture like we just we don't really even think about the studio who's involved usually you usually think about the director the writer the actors etc this is just a novel situation because it's because it's a you know it's a streaming service so i you know i i don't think the the way in which apple was involved here really changes anything um it's just it's just novel because of of who they are and i and i i do think it's a big deal in in sort of just a symbolic sense like i was actually even thinking about this there was a i i got a commercial on a recent episode of the daily for that show um atlanta that people really like oh the fx show yeah 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 and you know as part of the ad it goes um you know catch atlanta on fx at, at such and such time um or stream it on hulu Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, like, yeah, like streaming really like has become, I think, mainstream in a way that yeah. up until pretty recently it it hasn't been. And this this sort of further cements that I think. I I think that's true, but then I I guess my complaint in this is mostly just like that I have like the need just to have like an an, an anti Apple angle on it, but like. I guess that would be the, the the headline should then be that a non-traditional studio or a streaming platform wins best picture. Not that it's Apple because Apple didn't do anything like I, I, I that like the fact that it didn't come from 
a Paramount or a Walt Disney Company or anything. Like I, I think that is novel and interesting. But the fact that, but just the mostly just the Apple didn't. This was not Apple's. They did not pick somebody who had a story that traditional Hollywood did not want to tell. It was just that they, hey, they they pay a lot of money for was ostensibly a what some might say an average to very good movie, depending on what what reviewer you are, and they release him and people got to watch it and cool. But the overall narrative could just be that, Hey, a non-traditional platform one. Cool. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that, I mean, that, that is, that is the headline. Mm, we're all talking about Apple TV plus. I don't know. Did I, and the one thing that when they were talking about this on marketplace, I did not know that Apple has uh, uh, objectively the highest churn rate of any over-the-top streaming service. Like, people will just sign up and cancel just to watch whatever they want to watch because they don't have the catalog to keep mm-hmm. you locked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Other Apple stuff. Uh, WWDC is coming back to San Jose in June. Oh, wait. Are too late for April Fool's? No. Uh, it is going to be all online again. And, um, yeah, and this, I, 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 I'm not sure that's terribly interesting, but I, this goes on to the discussion of, will there ever be a traditional WWDC or type of developers conference in person? I feel like I already know your answer. No, I would, I, if I had to guess, I would say no. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, people can go listen to the six people. First people can go sign up for sixcolors.com. And uh, then listen to the Six Colors uh, subscriber podcast, where and actually, I think he probably made the same point on Upgrade, but I haven't listened. Uh, that, yeah, uh, Jason has kind of advocated for the idea that Apple will probably do kind of a, I think call it like a media day, where just kind of you have the keynote and you have maybe a hands-on area or you have a, uh, you have a thing where you still have an in-person event that will eventually attract a in-person audience again. But it's not going to be the thing where you're down in the, is it the McHenry, the McInerney Center in San Jose, where you've got a mix of media and like 6,000 developers and you're doing the whole thing. It's a, it's a much smaller event that still has an in-person element, but the actual like sessions and labs and all that kind of stuff for the developer component of it is going to be online. And that's just kind of the way it is. And for the most part, like I mean, the online conference is better in terms well, of it's so much more accessible yeah. well yeah in terms of like because there was the whole like you got to pay sixteen hundred dollars you have to pay the inf- one bar- barrier prices but then also wasn't it wasn't it bay more price on steroids well but also like just kind of the, the the flights the hotels yeah. unless you want to stay like you, you might as well like to stay in fresno like i mean like it's just like what, what are you gonna do and then like just kind of the ability to have your question answered in a lab and like just it, it, online now that apple is no longer the like the un this is where the frustrates me. They still want to always perennially, perennially think that they're the underdog, and they are absolutely not anymore. And they have more developers than they can possibly know what to do with. So, the online conference is objectively better in almost every way, and it's good. But it's just kind of the question or the the loss of what for people who lived in Northern California was a but kind of a nice event to go to and and do stuff with, and that that sense of immediate in-person community which is something you could talk about for everything in the past two years it's kind of sad to see that go away 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> you got anything on that or not? That's pretty much it. No, that's pretty much it. Um, okay. I do. I do hope that something comes along and tries to fill in some of the the community stuff that came around wwdc but well and that's what we were talking about on slack where i just feel like i know they won't do it but i think like it's it's done a money thing like they should try once once again once we're further away from the emergency phase of the pandemic of, of just trying to do maybe like regional developer community building events mm-hmm. i've just had like just just pick a random city in various countries and just kind of be like hey like we're not announcing anything new but we just want to yeah have a thing and just i don't know i, I i've it, it's it's a bay area spoiled thing that that was always just such a common occurrence but like it feels like it's something they could do and and just why not like it's it's a, something they could throw Fifty million dollars a year at, and have a twenty-five city world tour. I'm not saying I'm not saying Tim or Craig have to go attend, but just like there's a thing that you could somehow just bring together that community in various locales and sort of supplement for the loss of going online only. Because I because I feel like Google I/O and is it Facebook FA? Like just like there's so many companies that have a thing like that where it being entirely online just kind of it's it's something's lost mm-hmm. all right and then another quick uh apple rumors uh ming chi kuo friend of the show says that the iphone 14 is very likely to get a 48 megapixel camera system upgraded from the 12 megapixel camera system we have had since the iphone 5 talking about what we were talking about earlier in the episode um it's gonna have a larger camera bump to accommodate that larger sensor um as if the camera bump could not get larger Mark Ehrman, in his Power On newsletter, suggested that Apple is creating a hardware subscription uh, that is going to be kind of an evolution of the iPhone upgrade program as it exists currently, and kind of goes to what people thought the Apple One bundle might have been. And I assume the ultimate like uh, like incarnation of this is going to be like a $65 or like maybe like a $70 a month thing that includes an iPhone and iPad, all of the Apple services. And it's just, here's your Apple bill. So. Love, love that monthly recurring revenue. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. You got anything else? I think that, I think that's the main stuff. All right. Well, probably I, I do want to keep these grab bag things in for another week, though. Okay. Well, that's we've keep we've got there. a got a section in the notes just for that. Yeah. Actually, one one quick thing because we have very little to say about this. Uh, you know how there was that 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 beta chain of stores that was they would it was called retail as a service where they would just like every weird direct consumer thing that couldn't get their own store was placed in that store. Oh, is that is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, so there's one in, in the next to my my, my Apple store. Mm-hmm. There's one in Hayes Valley on direct consumer row. And uh the reason why I bring it up is that there was one in the you, you know that little spiral staircase with like the amphitheater seating at Chase Center? Um There's a thing like when you're facing the Chase Center, uh like facing Third Street, 
there's a there's like this thing where like if there's a concert or a garden event um there was a store underneath that and it was a beta store so that is now it's it's next to the fills and and next to the gods mm. and that has been shuttered as well basically foot traffic never returned after the pandemic they were uh robbed a bunch especially the Hayes Valley store which is not not good um and yeah they they have had to file for bankruptcy I thought this was a very, like, I mean, everything in the stores was kind of dumb, but that's just kind of the, the, that's just kind of what direct consumer and like weird experimental hardware startups are. But I always thought it was kind of a cool concept and it was interesting. I'm kind of, I'm kind of bummed it didn't succeed, but. Yeah, it, it was a neat idea. All right. Chef specials. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'll send you the link here. Amazon.com slash GP. No, 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 no. Oh, is this that email client everybody's talking about? Mm-hmm. So Ooh. I've been a long time, very happy um, Mailplane user. And unfortunately, you know, it, so they, the developers had announced because of some, I think some Google API changes, um, they were going to stop development. And there are some performance issues on um, M1 Max, um, specifically around if you use any sort of like dark background themes, which, which as you know, Carlos, I prefer. That's so specific. Yeah, it, it is weirdly specific. Like it, it's kind of funny the way it works because when you open Mailplane and you turn on a dark background, it like throws up an error message like saying, hey, this doesn't perform very well on m1 max and it and it it sure doesn't it's it's pretty <laughs> unresponsive um so you know i i had heard about this mime stream thing a while ago but you know because i was pretty happy with mailplane i didn't have any strong desire to to try it but when you know i got this new m1 work machine and mail plan wasn't working all that well that that's what kind of prompted me to, to give Mimestream a try and so I, i've only been using it a few days so you know maybe more to come on this too but makes a heck of a good first impression it's it's really really nice um very well laid out kind of just kind of just works exactly like you'd expect it to because it really does adhere to kind of the default gmail behavior in in basically every way does it mirror the keyboard shortcuts that are in the uh, gmail.com? Yeah, so there 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 are there are options to to use all the same keyboard shortcuts. Yeah, there's there's like a um, I don't personally use them, but I was kind of looking at that in their FAQ section, and it it does say you can use all the same keyboard shortcuts as on gmail.com, or you can like create your own too, or you I think it's like you can have it integrate with like any other like Mac keyboard shortcuts that you have or something like that. I don't know. I'm not a, not a big keyboard shortcut guy, but does uh, this, as far as you know, does it work with G suite or Google at work style accounts? Yes. So hmm. I, I have both my work and personal email flowing through this thing. Is it one of those ones where you have to like sign away your life or like you know the thing where like you do the OAuth thing and then Google's like this app will now have access to do like 8 million things with your account is it one of those or can you yeah. just sign in normally no I, th I think it I think it does the the first thing you said but like any, it. It, it I think that everything does that right 
kind of but like i remember like outlook.com and there's um an an app that's pretty good called spark both of them have fairly concerning permission levels yeah but this is a this is a small software outpost so i don't really feel like there's that privacy risk because remember this being talked about on the upgradies and people Mm -hmm. have had very 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 good things to say about it yeah just looking for the screenshots it looks kind of did you ever use an app called Sparrow? Yes. Mm-hmm. This has Sparrow vibes, and I mm-hmm. and, and rest in peace, Sparrow. That was a, that was my favorite email app ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, it's it's good. Are you still on the MimeStream website? Mm-hmm. Looking at the screenshot, what can you tell me about the conversation about lunch this Friday? What, what's interesting about it? Oh, that it's going to be at Delarosa. Wait, is Delarosa a thing? I like Delaware. Is that in San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's one in one in the Oh, uh, is it a burnt pizza place? It is. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they they serve uh, pizza. So, I wouldn't describe it as being burned. Would would some people? Well, you 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 would yes. Uh, <laughs> I did not just because this company is from Maryland. I was not expecting everything's always a San Francisco example. Um, no, it's the fact that I've talked frequently about exclamation point inflation. I count one. Oh, a lot of, two, lot of exclamation points. Three, yeah. four, five. Ah, we, as a society, we got to move past that one day. <laughs> All right. I like it. And so the one thing that's interesting about this is that, so it's free for now, but they eventually will pivot to a paid for model. It's, it's not some kind of weird like VC funded thing, but yeah, but yeah, it, it, how much would you pay for an email app if you really liked it? Um, I, I would a fair, fair bit of money, I guess. Would you ever be willing to pay a subscription for an email app? If it, if you, yeah. like, I mean, Google, I mean like G suite, like makes sense to pay for, but if it was just an app that connected to something else, I, I would. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. All right. My, pick i will send you a link this is a youtube channel uh from a guy named james hoffman and he also had a profile recently in the the failing new york times and i'll send you a link to that as well so he is a coffee youtube content creator and he specifically goes very 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 deep on espresso and he is not a sensationalist. He is a very, very like scientific and research-based and level-headed guy. Um, he's very polite. He's from the UK. And his videos are very, very interesting and pleasant to watch. I don't necessarily go off the deep end because he is very much in the um, extreme scientific approach with a lot of his stuff. And that's kind of not the way that I do it. But he... It's it's very neat. If you're ever bored or need some background stuff, his voice is very soothing, um, and it's an interesting thing to watch. 